Welcome, welcome, welcome. This is Stupid versus Spread. We are in week 12 of the NFL. Uh, Mike is not here with us. He's on vacation. Uh, and we have a special Thanksgiving-themed, not really special in any capacity, but uh, this is the Thanksgiving episode, so we'll have a, a great discussion about all the games coming up. Uh, for Thursday, tomorrow, uh, as well as a Friday game, which is the first in uh, NFL history. It's an afternoon game on Friday, Black Friday. So that's an interesting choice. Um, and then we got um, the rest of the slate for Sunday. We're also going to talk uh, standings here, um, kind of give a little visual audio preview of uh, you know where we are in week 12 because we're coming down to the wire only about obviously uh, after this five six more weeks so should be a six more weeks so should be a interesting uh just rundown of where we are at i think we can positively identify some teams that are not mathematically eliminated but probably not making the playoffs and we'll discuss those um really only big news this week uh obviously fantastic eagles chiefs game on monday night all that great stuff um madden is being john madden is being honored for these thanksgiving games uh, there'll be commemorative coins for the coin toss, um, patches worn by every player on every team, uh, commemorating John Madden. Um, so I love that they're doing this. Uh, I hope they do it in perpetuity. Uh, obviously, one of Madden's most famous uh, quips was about the turducken, the turkey-duck-chicken combination out of Louisiana uh, that became so popular after he mentioned it. So obviously, you know, growing up, you miss the guy calling games. Uh, great to see the NFL kind of adapt him into the routine of the year, uh, especially as it refers to like his most famous, um, you know, calls and, and how they were, how they were doing everything. So um, obviously great to see and should be fun. So let's get into some of the standings. <clears throat> Excuse me. We'll start with the AFC. Um, right now you could make the argument that there's really like eight or nine teams that are still contending for those seven spots. Um, obviously, you got the Chiefs at seven and three, uh, the Ravens with the one seed currently at eight and three, uh, the Jags at seven and three out of the South, uh, and the Dolphins right now are also seven and three. So you got a lot of good AFC teams at the top of their divisions. Of note, you also got the Bills at six and five who have been playing hit or miss. You got the Broncos, who went on a four-game win streak here. They're now five and five, and possibly looking good to make a sixth or seventh seed. Uh, Browns are seven and three. Obviously, Deshaun Watson now out for the season, um, but still a huge win. Um, they've been playing great. I don't know how that's going to pan out for them, Mission Deshaun, but we could see a world where a, a Browns team is in the playoffs this year uh, without. Their star quarterback. The Steelers aren't playing terrible. They're very hot and cold, but they're six and four. And then Bengals with Joe Burrow out at five and five. That kind of rounds out the North. In the South, the Texans are getting hot. Uh, I think DJ uh, <clears throat> DJ Stroud is is a fantastic quarterback. I think the Texans have found their guy. And I think when people initially evaluated how they were going to do at the beginning of the year, they didn't take into account that they might have a very good quarterback uh, in CJ Stroud. So I think it'll be interesting. I think I said DJ there, so I apologize. Uh, I think it'll be interesting to see if the Texans can kind of um, round out their season here. Uh, of note, they play the Jets, the Titans, and the Titans again. 
the Colts, the Browns, the Broncos. Those are their last couple games, not in any particular order. But I think of those, you could reasonably make an argument that at least three of those are winnable, right? You got the Jets who are, haven't been playing well because their offense is anemic, uh, but they do have a very good defense. Uh, the Broncos have been playing very well. That'll be an interesting game this week. We'll talk about that later where they play uh, at Texans. Uh, and then you got two games against the Titans and one against the Colts. And arguably those two teams have not been playing too well. So you could argue, you know, we could see a nine or 10 win Texans team here making the playoffs. So I think that'll be interesting. Um, as far as rounding out this conversation, um, I don't know that the Jets really have it in them to make it to the playoffs. I think if they did, Aaron Rodgers opens up a realm of possibilities. But I think we've started to see the Jets kind of wave the white flag a little bit on making the playoffs. I know their defense is good. It would have to be, they would have to step up significantly of note. They play the dolphins, the Texans, the dolphins and the Browns uh, out of the remaining games they have. So I think it's a tougher schedule to argue that they're going to come out and and really put pedal to the metal and, and come out on top. So it should be interesting. If you're asking me where I see us, I believe these will be the seven teams that are the AFC. Dolphins, Bills, Chiefs, Ravens, Jags, Texans, and I'm kind of split between Browns, Steelers, Broncos. Um, I could see any of them making it. I think of those, the Broncos are probably best positioned. Um Obviously, they would have to win a couple more games. They're still behind the Steelers, so they're not actually in the playoff picture right now. Um, My argument would be that I think they're better set up to see continued success over the Steelers. Uh, Steelers, obviously, of note, having uh, fired... um, Was it Matt Canada? Um, Yeah, Matt Canada... Uh, this past week over their, their struggles on the offense. And that's the first time the Steelers organization has ever fired a OC or coach midseason. Um, so I think that's kind of indicative of either they're going to see a massive amount of success here or that, you know, Matt Canada really didn't have anything to do with it. I think the former, but it's possible it's the latter. So it should be interesting to see um, how the Steelers kind of round out the end of the season. Um, I definitely could see them making the playoffs. Um, they don't have too difficult a schedule, but it's not the easiest in the world either. Um, the next games they have are at home against the Cardinals, at home against the Patriots on a short week. Uh, then they play the Colts, the Bengals, the Seahawks, and the Ravens. Um, so you could make the argument that there there are winnable games in there. Uh, and I certainly think that there's a couple that, that the Steelers could pull away with. So it should be interesting. I think the Steelers probably best positioned to take up that seventh seed. Um, just because if you look, um, if you're, if you're disqualifying the Broncos, I think the Browns missing their star quarterback is going to, going to start to show. Um, but certainly they're not out of it at all by any means with a seven and three record. So, should be interesting to see. Out of the NFC, you're starting to see a much clearer, I would argue, picture. Um, the AFC obviously has a lot of good teams. I think the NFC has really like good teams or bad teams, right? So right now, Eagles are number one. Um, 
I think they'll probably stay there because I don't think they're going to lose two more games this year, plus have the 49ers win out, plus have the tiebreaker. Um, so I think you'll see the Eagles in the one seed. Um, conversely, I think we see the Chiefs probably in the in the one seed on the AFC side. Um, but it should be interesting to see. Obviously, that played out how it did this past week um, between the two you know, rivals that they are having just played in the Super Bowl. But I think reasonably you're going to see Eagles at number one and then uh, anywhere between one and three will be 49ers, Lions, Saints. Um, of note, I don't think anyone from the a- NFC South is going to be competitive in the playoffs. Um, but I think most reasonably the three wildcard teams will be the Cowboys, the Seahawks, and probably the Vikings with how Josh Dobbs has been playing. I mean, he's been playing on fire. Uh, and I think, honestly, of those, you, you're you probably the fifth seed playing the Saints, and you're probably winning. Um, so it wouldn't shock me if the Cowboys waltz into the the Superdome and, and crush the Saints and make it on, on from there. But uh, it should be interesting. I think those are kind of more set in stone when you're looking at the whole division itself. All the other teams in the division have four wins, so they're quote-unquote in the hunt. But they'd have to gain two games to be at pace with the Vikings or Seahawks. So any one of those four and seven, three and four and seven teams, uh, or four and six, such as the Rams, the Commanders, the Packers, uh, the Falcons, the Bucks, they're all two and a half, really three games behind. Um, and I think with seven, six weeks left, it's going to be much harder for those teams to get hot and get in the playoffs and overshoot one of these other teams like the Seahawks or the Vikings who've been playing pretty well. Uh, and obviously the Cowboys at seven and three are, are a game ahead of that. So I think it'll be interesting to see, but I think we're starting to see a much more solidified picture uh, for the playoffs out of the NFC than the AFC. A lot less variables, a lot less recent injuries, a lot less recent firings. So it should be interesting to see how the AFC kind of solidifies as we go on with the NFC kind of, I would argue, figured out, but call it what you want. All right. With that little breakdown of where we are in the season and, you know, who we kind of expect to make it out of there, uh, let's get into the games. So we'll talk four games at first. Um, Those are the three Thursday games at Thanksgiving plus the Friday noon or 3 p.m. game that they're doing. Um, So in no particular, actually in order of when they will air, uh, it's going to be Packers at Lions. Packers are now seven and a half point underdogs over under is 47. You got commanders at Cowboys. Commanders are 13 and a half point underdogs over under is 48 and a half. You have 49ers at Seahawks. 49ers are seven-point favorites over under 44. And then you have Jets at Dolphins on Friday at 3 p.m. Dolphins are nine-and-a-half-point favorites over under is 40-and-a-half. Um, of note, I hate to say this, I kind of like the Commanders at 13-and-a-half. That seems like a high number um, for the Cowboys to overcome. I know they play very well. Um you know, against bad teams. And I would certainly say the commanders are a bad team uh, as they've been playing so far, especially after the loss to the Giants last week. Um, But 13 and a half is a lot of points and it's a lot of points in prime time. And it's a lot of points for a coaching staff that probably knows aside from Eric B that they're on the way out. Um, I think that's been made pretty clear based on the comments of the media that they have made. 
Um, so I wouldn't be surprised if the commanders cover here 13 and a half. I will have already invested emotionally too much in the game, so I will not be betting it. But uh, if I was, 13 and a half would look appealing to me. Uh, Lions Packers, I don't have a play for. I kind of like the under 47 and a half. Um, seems like a lot of points for divisional rivals to score against each other. That's just kind of a trend you see in the NFL. So I lean the under there. Uh, 49ers Seahawks. Honestly, this will be a great matchup. Um, I lean plus seven here. I don't love it. Um, I think the 49ers are good. I think in a primetime game, you're probably like on Thanksgiving short week. I probably like the under here, uh, 44 more than anything. Um, but I think it'll be a difficult show for all of these teams because they're on short weeks. Um, and obviously 49ers, you know, very good coming off of a, a game that they dominated. But I, d- I don't know that the Seahawks are an easy uh, easy out here, especially at home on Thanksgiving. So I'll lean the under. I'll lean Seahawks. Uh, and then Jets-Dolphins. This one's hard, but I think I kind of like the Dolphins. I know that's contrary to what the Sharps are saying. Um this just seems like one of those games where the Dolphins, like, they know their divisional rival. They come out and they put up a 1,000 points, even though the Jets' defense is very good. Um, and obviously the Jets' offense has been anemic. I mean, you could cover a 10-point, 9.5-point spread with, with a touchdown and a field goal if you're the Dolphins. Like, that's how bad the, the Jets' offense has been playing. So I, I lean Dolphins there again. No, no significant plays, but... Let's get into uh, the 1 p.m. Sunday games. Um, so, again, no particular order. Patriots are at Giants. Pats are three-and-a-half-point favorites. Over-under is 33-and-a-half. Yikes. Uh, then you got Bucks at Colts. Colts are two-and-a-half-point favorites. Over-under is 44. Saints at Falcons. This one's a pick'em. Uh, Over-under is 42. Uh, Panthers at Titans. Panthers are four-point underdogs. Over-under is 37. And Steelers at Bengals. Bengals are two-and-a-half-point underdogs. Over-under is 35. Jaguars at Texans. Jags are one-and-a-half-point favorites. Over-under is 48. Um, Of note, uh, I kind of like the Giants plus three-and-a-half, although I don't love that. Um, I just don't think the Pats are very good. I, I think this should be a pick 'em. Um, although Giants off of a win does scare me there, uh, especially with with Mr. Tommy DeVito being, uh, you know, not the greatest court, NFL quarterback of all time, but also you know being a backup going into uh, play the Pats even away uh, while the Giants are at home is going to be tough. I think uh, I do like Falcons here in a pick 'em. Uh, nothing about the Saints has impressed me. I think the the Falcons have a good run game. Uh, I think if they changed up a few things, they'd be a pretty good team. I don't think they'll make the playoffs, but I do think they'll come ahead here against the Saints. Um, I do also like Texans' money line. Uh, Jags have been hot and cold. Uh, C.J. Stroud seems to have found his groove. Uh, the Line opened up at four to a half, went down to two. I think there's some value in taking money line here. I think they're both playing for something. 
Um, but I think the Texans at home kind of offers an edge there, especially on, you know, a pretty critical game, uh, interdivisional rival. Um, so I think you're, I think you're talking, you know, a, a Texans team that really has an opportunity to impress a lot of people. Um, especially given, you know, where we thought they'd be and where they are. Um, so I'll probably take them money line. Uh, and then over unders, we have a lot of low numbers this week. Um, I can tell you also that there's heavily favored percentages towards most of the unders, um, in no particular order, the under in the jets game, uh, has a differential of 22% that favors the under. Um, so there's 22% more money on the under than there is given the tickets split, um, which indicates sharps are on it. 46% under at 34 and a half in the Giants game. Uh, 21% favor the over in the Bucks Colts at over 44. Um, there's a 13% favorite for the over 42 in the Saints Falcons game. Uh, and then plus 25% uh, value in plus two on the tight Texans. Um, so all those, something to keep in mind for those out there uh, looking to follow the sharps, uh, some couple of percentages that are important as we go into the evening games. I'm just going to do the evening night and Monday night. Oh, excuse me. There is no Monday night football. Uh, this coming week. No, there is. I'm sorry. It's Bears Vikings. Uh, so we're just going to run through the 3 p.m. slate then. So afternoon slate, no particular order. Rams at Cardinals in a what I see as a pick em, although I think it depends on your book, but I see plus one for Rams, plus one for Cardinals uh, on this on Action app. So you can find a pick em, uh essentially. But... Uh, Cardinals are at home, 3 o'clock kick. Over-under is 44.5. Browns at Broncos in a 4 p.m. kickoff. Uh, Browns are 1.5-point underdogs at Broncos. Over-under is 35. Uh, Chiefs at Raiders. Uh, Chiefs are 8-point favorites. Over-under is 43. And finally, Bills at Eagles. Eagles are 3-point favorites at home against the Bills, over-unders 48.5. As far as percentages for these, 52% difference favoring the under 44.5, 19% difference favoring the under 43 in the Chiefs-Raiders game, a favorite of over 48.5 in the Bills-Eagles game at plus 29%, and then a favoritism by 15% for Raiders plus 8.5 and Bills plus 3.5. Uh, respectively, and then no real major uh, percentage biases towards any others. What I like in this, um, I don't like Bills plus three and a half. I know the Eagles coming off a big win, but the Eagles are just a really good team. Uh, I don't think the Bills have been playing that well. It would surprise me, honestly, if the Bills won this. I don't think they're the team we thought they would be this year. Um, I don't hate Chiefs minus eight. This seems like a game where they come out pissed off because they lost the Eagles, especially at being up at half and just dominate. Uh, and then I, I like Broncos, just money line. Um, minus one and a half is not really going to get you much. So, you know, you could take that if you want, or you could take a minus like probably 125, 130 for money line. 
Final two games of the week, Sunday Night Football. You got Ravens at Chargers. Ravens are three-and-a-half-point favorites. Over-under is 47-and-a-half. And then Monday Night Football, the game we've all been waiting for, Bears at Vikings. Bears are three-and-a-half-point underdogs. Uh, Over-under is 43-and-a-half. Uh, I'm going to pick the under 43-and-a-half in that game. Uh, and in the Ravens-Chargers game, I'm going to take the Ravens. They've been playing hot like hot fire, coming out angry. The Chargers, Brandon Staley is getting asked questions about whether he's calling the offense anymore or not. I mean, just just catastrophic, catastrophic discussions where he's snapping at reporters. Things are not going well for the Chargers. So give me the give me the Ravens minus three and a half. Um, I think they're going to come out. I think they're going to dominate. And then I'll take the under in the Bears Vikings. I mean, I I love Josh Jobs. The Bears have been playing pretty good defense and not good offense. I think in prime time. 83% of the money, 96% or I'm sorry, 83% of the tickets, 96% of the money on the under. Give me the under. And and I'll just take take it. You know what I mean? Um, so that's the slate for this week. That's a little bit of the rundown with uh, how we're looking for the week. And thank you very much for listening.